You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of The Cattle Call. We are the podcast about all of your CAD technology needs and what's going on in the CAD industry. I am Jim Coppinger with Zentech Consultants, and with me today, as always, is my business partner, Rocco Parisi. Say hello, Rocco. Hello, people. There you go. See? All right. So, um... What's our topic for today? So today we're going to be talking about 2D CAD, right? Whether or not it's uh, alive or dead, kicking, breathing, is it still going on? Has it been fully replaced by 3D CAD? Or, you know, is it an ongoing uh, tool that we're going to need in, in you know, the, the CAD and design world for many years to come? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, so let's start off with the idea of CAD and where it came from, right? So you're giving a, you know, quick history, right? And, you know, for, for literally hundreds if not thousands of years drafting and design was done uh, with pencil and paper right you went in you, you you put paper on a drafting board you drew up all of the designs right and then you you know get copies of those out and you take them out into the field for actual construction work and your construction workers would you know refer to the to the documents for what they were doing what the requirements were how big things had to be where things were supposed to go what materials they were supposed to use all handled on paper Right? And then, you know, we came around the late 80s, early 90s, right, when CAD really, uh, you know, the computer-aided design and drafting uh, trend kind of came into play. And, and it, we shifted everything over on the design end into working in the, uh, the computer world, right, where instead of using pencil and paper, we're able to use CAD. And we still maintain, though, as our primary output for the field, right, we would do all the design work on the computer, but our final output would always go to paper. Spend a lot of time printing and plotting and making multiple copies of our paper documents and getting those out for bid and out to the field for actual construction work. And that's kind of what we've done for the last you know three four decades here. Um, but in recent years, what's been coming up a lot is the idea and the concept of the uh, the 3D BIM uh, modeling paradigm, right? Where we, we we've changed how we're designing. And we're doing a lot more work in the, the 3D modeling world. Um, and it's a question of whether or not, you know, with, with the modern technology, is the 3D modeling going to replace or can it replace the actual paper documents uh, that we're dealing with? And more importantly, if, if we're dealing with paper documents, right, it, it kind of locks us into that two-dimensional world, right? We can't put 3D models onto a two-dimensional sheet of paper. That just doesn't work. You know, there's this thing called physics and, and you know, apparently the world has laws that it functions by. Who knew? Um, you know, so we can't put just, you know, 3D models onto a 2D page. Um, so, you know, kind of moving towards that that 3D BIM modeling world, uh, we're all pushing towards what, what has kind of been the holy grail of uh, offices since you know the the advent of computers really which is the idea of the paperless office 
right? You know, that ideal paradigm where we can actually go in and everybody and everything we do is digital. No one needs to kill trees and make, you know, their bark into paper. And we save all kinds of recycling materials and on and on. Um, and that's been the holy grail for years. So it's a question of whether or not that's actually working. So, so Rocco, what do you think? I mean, what about here at Zentech? You know, do, are, have we managed to go paperless? Yeah, we are. We are pretty much in, entirely paperless. You know, it's uh, uh, we're we're not a, a huge firm here, and we're we're kind of dispersed, and uh, we, we share all of our documents over SharePoint Online, and I love it. Yeah. Definitely love it. Yeah, and and that's it. And like I said, that's the holy grail. That's where we all want to be. Right, and and in a perfect world, that would translate. Uh, you know, in my mind, anyway, in a perfect world, it would translate into the construction side as well. Um, but I don't think that that's the case. And I think that, you know, what, what Rocco pointed right, that we're a smaller company. Uh, we, we can do everything digitally. The other thing is that we are a technology firm, right? So really, you know, technology and, and software and, you know, support for, you know, CAD and design houses and the manufacturing spaces, that's what we do. We're here to help you with your technology, right? So we, we can't really work outside that digital world. That's our, that's our space. But I think when you get into dealing with construction, you're dealing with CAD drafting, um, the, the 2D drafting of your construction models is still vital. And I think that the paper can't go away. Uh, and, and here's why I kind of say that, right? Like I said, you can't put a 3D model onto 2D paper. And at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is communicate these high-level design ideas to our tradespeople, right? Whether it's, you know, our, our steel erectors or our roofers or the electricians in the field. And when I say in the field, I actually mean the field. I don't mean the, you know, the nice clean construction manager sitting in his construction trailer. And I'm not bad mouthing the CMs. I love those guys. I spent a lot of time with them. Uh, but I'm talking about the guys who are covered in mud, getting rained on, you know, slogging their way through you know six inches of snow back and forth from the trailer out onto the actual job those guys and i think the problem that you run out to out there is that there is a lot of uh, disconnect right those guys number one can't really get away from paper just i think because of the physicality of it you know paper is cheap it's replaceable it's reusable um versus you know handing out tablets and and you know, laptops and two-in-ones to every single construction laborer out there. Number one, I don't think that's cost-effective. Number two, it's not their forte. You know what I mean? And we'll talk more about that, I, I think, a little bit later on. But, you know, at the end of the day, I do think that you're always going to have this need for, you know, 2D floor plans and details and sections and construction notes on physical sheets of paper, you know. And I think, you know, this, the, despite, you know, firms like us who are entirely digital, um, and, and listen, you know, from a, a cost standpoint, we do it for a reason, right? It's, it is very cost effective. It keeps our overhead low. Um, I love it. I'm with Rocco. It makes our life a lot easier. But I think for most people, paperless offices, they're still not a reality. Okay, so I did a little, I did a little interweb <clears throat> surfing here today, Rocco. So I went out and I got some facts. So I throw some, some numbers at you that, that actually kind of shocked me in terms of, paper and, and how much paper is, is, is still used in the U.S., okay? So uh, got some research here from Forrester Research, right? It says every single day, one billion, with a B, 
right? One billion photocopies are made in the USA. That's crazy. Right? You think of how many trees we're killing just to make copies of copies and backup copies. And that to me is, is absolutely insane. I don't see any need for that. Um, yeah, that, all of that can be handled digitally. Um, the other thing we got here, we got a source from, from uh, Gardner Research, right? The annual growth rate for the amount of paper produced by the average construction company is 25%. That means every year we're using 25% more paper than we did the year before. And it, these are, are you know, uh, numbers from this year, right? So this isn't, you know, from like 1975. This is from this year. We are still growing despite our, our digital dependence. We are still growing at a crazy rate in how much paper we use in the construction world, okay? Um, and the last one, which was from uh, Coopers and Libran, which is that there are over 4 trillion, with a T, like in Thomas, paper documents in the U.S. alone, and it is growing at a rate of 22% per year. Okay, that, that's overall through all businesses, not just the construction world. But I mean, I think that just kind of shows that, you know, the, the use of, of paper is not going away. And I don't think it can go away, particularly in the construction industry. Okay, um, you know, we have an absolute need for paper out in the field, right? We're never going to be able to go paperless because, like I said, you know, there, there's, there's no rational way for um, construction workers and builders to take large format construction documents out into the field, you know, um, the the only thing that's viable is that we you know they're either carrying you know rolled up sets of, of construction documents in in the back of the work truck or you know a lot of times what will happen is you know that we will set up uh, in the construction trailer right well you know the 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 project manager will keep the latest and greatest set of documents on a on a table in the construction trailer for all the tradespeople to come in and review and discuss and look at and get dimensions and all the information that they need. And I just don't know that there's any real effective way um, to, to get around working with those printed construction documents. So that's my thoughts. So Rocco, you know, like I said, you spend a lot of time, you're, you're on a phone with clients, right? I deal with the technical side, you deal with, you know, the, 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 the sales and the day-to-day -day work processes. When you're talking with the clients, what are you getting from them? I mean, are they still working with printed construction documents or have they all made the, a full shift over to, you know, tablets and digital work? You know, I think the a lot of times the larger firms are trying to make a shift over to tablets, uh, either iPads or Surface Pros, but it's not an easy transition. Like you're describing, uh, many small to medium firms are, are definitely not on the, the tablet uh, or iPad structure. And it is costly, like you say. I mean, it's, you know, what is it, five $600 for, for a decent tablet at a minimum yeah, i mean that's costly for the rest of us but you know for you being the multi-billionaire that you are you know i know you got like a hundred of those laying around right or i do I know, you it. see yeah. it's a good life it's a good <laughs> life you lead brother i'm jealous <laughs> so no but i think you're, you're you're absolutely right you know i mean i i think there is a growing use of of uh you know tablets and two-in-ones you know laptops you know ipads whatever it may be um but I think that it, it, like I said, it kind of limits. I don't know that it can really make its way out into the actual field. And, and, and when I say the field, I mean the real field. You know, I'm not talking about the construction trailer. Like I said, I'm talking about the dirt and the mud and the snow and the rain. You know, because those things, they're really expensive to buy. Um, they're very easily damaged, you know. 
And, and I think a big part of it too is, is while they're really, really useful and you can get information quickly and it's easy to provide updates, uh, at the end of the day, you can only show small parts of your design at a time, right? You're, only, you, you're not looking at a 24 by 36 or a 36 by 48 sheet of paper where you can see the whole building, right, and easily coordinate systems. You're, you're looking at small pieces on a little, you know, seven inch screen. You know, and you're constantly having to pan and zoom and, and, and move around. And I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the the folks out there in the field, right, those construction worker, uh, you know, tradespeople, um, they, they don't necessarily have that set of skills. I mean, look, in, in this modern day, just most of us know how to use, you know, an iPad and a smartphone and, and, and you know, pan and zoom basic structures. I'm not in any way saying they, they don't do that. But these are skilled tradespeople. You know, uh, they're not necessarily going to know, you know, how to zoom in and out on a thing, how to add a markup, how to take a dimension. You know, the, the things that you kind of need in that digital set, right? Those of us who work on, on the, you know, the back end in the design side, we're the CAD guys, we're the designers, we're the engineers and the architects. Um, yeah, that, that's our bread and butter, right? We know how to do all of those things. We know how to work those, you know, uh, programs very, very well. Um, but I think that, like I said, you know, they're out there when they're trying to get information in, out in the field where they're standing in the rain, it's, you know, uh, four degrees outside, their hands are frozen, they're covered in mud and, and glue and mastic and tar. You know, it's not easy to work those laptops and computers. And I think that most companies can't afford to put, um, you know, the, those, those digital technologies like, you know, laptops, et cetera, in the hands of every single one of their workers. I just think it's just not cost efficient. Okay. Um, and like I said, I think, you know, that, that one of the things that we'd love to do and we'd love to say is, you know, moving into that 3D world that we're moving into the entire digital marketplace, you know, and, and, and we can start using, you know, redlining and markup tools and we can handle RFIs directly from the field and we can, Right? With, with new programs, things like you know, Bluebeam and, and other markup type products for those uh, you know, end, end line uh, field users, um, which can be really, really beneficial. But I don't know that, that, that they can ever replace the, you know, the full 2D design um, that we need from, from the setup. So in, in terms of things like, like Bluebeam, right, which is a design, you know, a takeoff and a markup tool and similar products. And there, there are other products on the market there besides Bluebeam. Um, we've seen a lot of growth in that. Now, we, we do a lot of, of work in the Bluebeam arena here at Zentech. Um, so in, in terms of our client base, Rocco, are, are, are they shifting entirely to tools like Bluebeam for, for their field staff? Or, or do you see those as more like a value add doing it in conjunction with the, the construction documents? I think we see a pretty big shift to, to products like, like Bluebeam. Um, it's definitely has a good reputation. It's been out there for a while, and uh, a lot of folks really love the power behind it, whether it be for, for markups or for takeoff and estimating or for collaboration on the, on the studio, Bluebeam Studio end. Uh, they really like it. Yeah, I mean, I know it, it, um, it, it definitely has a place, but do you think that it's a replacement for paper documents, or do you think they're doing it as more like an add-on? You know, go, go into the... Go into the laptop or the tablet, you know, when there's something, when there's a need for it, rather than as as their day to day operational access for construction documents. I think it depends on on the firm. 
Really, it's 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 kind of a mixed mixed bag. And is there a, I'm I'm guessing then that, that we're probably seeing a size difference, right? Again, kind of like you were saying earlier, I would assume that the larger firms, uh, I would guess, are doing more of the you know the the electronic digital work rather than you know depending on those two D construction documents. Uh, it, it it is kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I, th- I think from this perspective, I do see smaller firms uh, adopting products like like Bluebeam. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, the, those are good things, right? Like I said, I, I, I still kind of hold my stance, which is that you know I don't think the two D CAD is going away. Um, I think the two D CAD is a real important part of, of what we do here in the the computer world. And like I said, it, it all comes down to the fact that you know we we push and we've done a lot of you know. Uh, 3D BIM modeling and, and, and BIM modeling is, is becoming the, you know, the big changing aspect of the world. Um, but you can't effectively put that onto a sheet of paper. And I do believe that there's, there's at least for the foreseeable future, uh, that, that 2D paper out in the field is never going to go away. Um, really, until, until someone out there, and here's your million dollar idea, Rocco, so you know, maybe we can do this. And then I can be a billionaire just like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, un- until someone invents, you know, a-, a durable, reusable, you know, 36 inch by 48 inch monitor that you can roll up like a sheet of paper, right, and put in the back of your your your, uh, your truck and just pull it out and wipe it off with a cloth when it's raining and snowing and dirty. You know, un- until we get to that state, and listen, and this, and the you know, the, the, the rate that technology grows, probably not that far away. We might see something like that within the next 10, 15 years. Who knows? Um, and, and again, of course, it would have to be cost effective, right? Um, but that's the kind of thing that we need in order to kind of replace the, um, the 2D paper, you know? And, and until we get there, I don't, I don't think that we can, we can discount the, the 2D side of the CAD world. I think it's a vital and growing component of what we're doing, okay? So at that point, I think now we're going to actually take a moment and we're going to break for a commercial. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. You guys are listening to The Cattle Call. Today's episode of The Cattle Call <laughs> is brought to you by BricsCAD. BricsCAD is the latest and greatest 2D and 3D CAD software to hit the U.S. market. And we here at Zentech are their premier resellers. So BricsCAD is a... Uh, Really neat little program. I have to tell you, it's, it's one of the coolest ones I've seen come out in a long time. And what I like about them is that they have focused very heavily on not just providing you know 3D BIM services, which they do include as part of their standard DWG format, but what I really like about them is that they've actively developed their 2D drafting system. They have added artificial intelligent features, automated processes, and a whole suite of tools that you guys would love, but you probably don't have in the CAD system that you're using today. So we are big fans of BricsCAD. We love what they're doing, particularly in that 2D CAD space. And the great thing about them is that their tools, their features, and their drawing format are all exactly the same as the AutoCAD-based product you're using today. So it's an easy thing within a few hours to transition yourself over to BricsCAD without any kind of massive back-end training or loss in productivity. Um, So that's one of the real key features there is the ability for folks to uh, make that jump very easily. And to kind of help them with that, Rocco, I think we've got some, uh, some different processes and programs in place in order to kind of let people dip their toe in the water. What can we do for folks on getting them over towards BricsCAD? 
Yeah, well, you could you could find a lot of details on our website. Obviously, it's uh, zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K consultants.net. Uh, you might find our our newly developed uh, BricsCAD pilot program of interest where we can get you guys up and running with two seats of, uh, of BricsCAD uh, for a re- real affordable cost. So check out our website. Yeah, and we have plenty of other stuff in there in terms of you know presentations, webinar, webinars, documentations, and we're always happy to meet with you guys to do a demo on BricsCAD, the latest and greatest CAD system out there. All right, welcome back to the Cattle Call podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech. So, all right, so before the break, Rocco, we were talking about the 2D CAD and the fact that it's it's still vital, still important in our community. Um, which kind of leads us into to ask the question, right? If, if, if 2D CAD is still so vital, right? Why are we seeing this massive, massive, massive push um, towards the 3D world, right? And I, th- I really think that, um, listen, and I, and, and I am in no way bad-mouthing or, or uh, trying to negate the importance of, of 3D BIM. I think it's great for uh, the design world, right? For those of us who are on the design side of the house, um, it's phenomenal also for communication of uh, ideas, right, so that people can fully understand the interaction of systems and so on, you know, out in the, uh, the real world. Um, it's great for interference checking so that we know that, you know, our, our, our uh, ductwork isn't running into our, um, you know, structural members. I mean, that, that kind of thing is priceless and it can have a huge, huge impact on the bottom line. So believe me, I am a, a huge fan of 3D BIM. I think it's something that we should all be involved in and, and working towards and working with on a, on a, a daily basis, really. I, I don't think we do enough of it. Um, but I think that that 3D BIM side, again, it doesn't translate into the field. Um, and again, when I say field, I am talking about the real field, right? The mud and the rain and the snow. I'm not talking about the construction manager's trailer or the boss's pickup truck, you know, where they're nice and warm and dry with heaters on and laptops. That's, that's, that's a different level of field. Um, but, you know, in that practical field, right, there, that, that 3D BIM data can't, you know, for all the reasons we talked about in our first segment there, we, we can't really translate that out to your, your tradespeople uh, in the field, right? It, 3D BIM data is it's very, very uh, rich. Right? There's a lot of information involved there, but there's a lot of uh, training that has to go into understanding and accessing that 3D BIM data. Right? It's not something that's easily read or understood by construction field personnel. Right? You know, they're, they're craftspeople out there. They're not necessarily technology folks. I mean, they've got basic day-to-day operational understanding of computers. Most of us in the, you know, the modern world do. Um, but, you know, to access, you know, BIM information and, and get all the data and the extended information that's coming out of those BIM models, that's, that's not really something that's easy for them to access. And I think that, you know, 2D construction documents, number one, it's what everyone's used to. And, and number two, I think it's much simpler for those installer level folks, right? The actual craft and trades people to find what they're looking for in terms of spec and details and, you know, sections and, and build information from those, those 2D documents. Um, so then to, to kind of answer my own question, right? 
Um, you Are you know, talking to yourself, Jim? I, you know, I do that all the time. You know, what can I tell you? It's about I always choose the smartest person in the room to talk to. Uh, you know, what can I tell you? Wow. And wow, yeah. I went there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, you know, what, what I really do think, though, Rocco, is that it's, it's about uh, profit. It's about software companies. Um, and, and, again, I, you know, listen, we make our living as, as technology guys and, and, and dealing with software companies. And I certainly don't want to browbeat uh, any of the big names out there, but, uh, you know, they're generated, I think, much more by profit, okay? And they they like the idea of, of developing separate 2D and 3D solutions, right? So that you can, you go out and, 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 you know, yeah, we know you have to have 2D construction documents to actually build something, but on the design side, uh, you can do it all in 3D, and it's got huge benefits, Right? But they do it as a separate package, okay? Um, and that forces, you know, your design firms have to buy, they have to learn the system, so they got to get training. Um, you know, they've got to upgrade all the time. And at the end of the day, the software companies see this as a huge benefit, and, and it's how they can really push their, their market values up because you can charge a lot more money for a 3D BIM package than you can on a traditional 2D CAD technology, right? You know, CAD technologies have been around for a while. They have, you know, for the most part, the same basic functionality. So what's happened, particularly here in the U.S. and a lot of the really, really large monopolistic um, CAD developers, is that they have just kind of stopped actively developing the 2D, right? And they're pushing users towards these 3D BIM modeling systems, regardless of whether or not it's it's truly beneficial to them in terms of their uh, project completion. Uh, you know, 3D BIM is great. There are wonderful tools in there, but it's, it's a much more uh, difficult system to use. It's got a much greater learning curve, and you need a much more carefully trained end user in order to be able to fully implement those 3D BIM systems. Right? And I think that it, it it kind of ignores most of the small to medium-sized firms. Um, they're, they're pushing more and more, and, and you know, BIM has its greatest value add and, and value return to the user on those you know, large airports and industrial projects and you know, municipal redevelopment jobs. It, it's really, really big for them. Um, but I think that what is happening is that the software companies, because they see such a large profit, coming out of those 3D BIM systems, they're pushing everybody into them. Even though for most small projects, if you're doing a little retail pad site or residential homes, you know, in a little development, and BIM is just too time consuming, too expensive, and and it's overkill. You can get that same amount of work and that information put onto, uh, you know, 2D plans with a couple of standard details, slap it onto, you know, some printed sheets and get it out to the field and get the thing built you know, before you'd be done trying to model that in, in a 3D BIM world. Um, and that, that's kind of what I, I see dealing with people on the technology side. There's the level of resistance that when you get to, you know, those small, medium-sized projects, BIM is just overkill from them. So what, what do you say? I mean, when you're talking, you, you, you talk more to the, uh, to the management level folks, you know, and, and a lot of our, our clients here, Rocco, than I do. What, what do they have to say in terms of, of the 3D BIM versus the 2D layout? Yeah, it's definitely in line with what you're saying, Jim. Uh, they're they're trying to make the transition to to BIM and, and 3D modeling, but 
2D is not going away. You know, they're, they're still, they still continue to use AutoCAD or BricsCAD on, on, on a regular basis. Um, part of its cost and a part of its, uh, the, uh, the, the training that's involved and everything that you're saying, it's, it's definitely, definitely true. Uh, larger firms, an easier transition to BIM because they have more money. Um, but smaller tend to stick with, with 2d. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's not forget, I mean, you know, with the 3d, you know, technologies, right. You, you can actively generate the 2d construction plans. I'm not, I'm not discounting that, that, you know, you can go in and you can model your, your building and it's really nice, particularly if you've got a, a you know, a great set of, of families and tools built in place where you can automate, you know, uh, you know, dropping essentially a wall in place and it's putting your sheetrock and your insulation and your studs and you can count nails and screws and, you know, uh, you know, fire rating materials, all of that in one shot. It's, it's really on the design side, it's hugely beneficial. Um, and you can extract and generate out from those 3D models the 2D views that you need for the end users on the construction side. So it, one doesn't eliminate the other. I just think that it there's so much, uh, there's such a, a, a large pool of, of skill out there, right? For, you know, people have spent decades developing these 2D CAD skills. And, and there are, you know, CAD guys out there who, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I've been doing CAD for, you know, far too long. At this point, I'm pushing towards my fourth decade. Um, and, and I'm wow. pretty good. Yeah, I know. I'm really old. I'm older than Dirt. Uh, dirt, <laughs> dirt laughs at me and says, man, you're old. So... You know, I, I've been doing this for far too long, um, and I I am pretty good when it comes to drafting. I can move and I can get things done quickly. And I've seen CAD guys out there who put me to shame. You know, there are just some folks who are just blazing speed. In it, but that's almost always in the 2D side. Um, I think in, in, in that respect as well, 3D BIM is really, really nice, and you can pre-build automated processes. But I, I, I do think that just by its very nature and the need to interact with you know how things are connecting where they're built their you know uh elevational structures you know reference frames uh it it slows down the drafting process even even when it's beautifully designed and beautifully set up and you've got all of the back end information that you need and you have very skilled 3d drafters and technicians and, and designers working it i think by its very nature 3d is just always going to be a slower design system than a 2D model. I think you'll you'll be able to, to generate those. And that's why I don't think that, you know, 2D is ever really going to go away. I think it's just, there's always going to be a place for it in the world. It's quick, it's easy, and most everybody in the world can, you know, even people who haven't been trained can look at it and get an idea. Most of us understand, you know, a plan view. We understand maps and aerial overlook. It's part of the human brain. We can, we can kind of suss those out, even if we really haven't had a whole lot of, uh, you know, drafting and design or blueprint reading experience. Um, so I, I think that's where the 2D is always going to stay and it's always going to be very important. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, one of, one of the things that, that is a mistake that's being made, particularly by a lot of these really large, um, like I said, you know, monopolistic almost, you know, uh, CAD services here in the U.S., is that they're ignoring that 2D system. You know, and I see, you know, uh, we've talked about this in, in, in other podcasts that you've got newer players, um, you know, like BricsCAD, right, who is a, you know, uh, we're, we're BricsCAD partners and they do rep this show. So just, you know, in all fairness, we want to let you guys know we're, we are plugging them a little bit, but um, mainly because we really do like what they're, what they're doing here is that, you know, with BricsCAD, 
they see the need for both 2D and 3D and that they need to work together. And they're actively developing uh, you know, their 2D packages with new drafting tools and you know, AI features, little artificial intelligence in there that, that make your design drafting uh, faster and easier on both the 2D and the 3D side. They're not ignoring one in favor of the other because it's more profitable. Um, you know, so they're doing things like, you know, they, they've also integrated both the 2D and that 3D into a single uh, drafting system, right? You're not having to maintain two completely separate softwares at double the price, if not triple the price. Um, you know, everything's being tied into one. And that gives you the benefit, particularly when you're, you're using those, those AI artificial intelligent tools to actively go ahead and convert your 2D design. So, right, so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and I think it's an ideal situation, you know, for any uh, design firm out there, you, you can do your 2D layout, your 2D design, which is how most of us were trained. It's how most of us think. It's, it's where we're, we're most effective. We can do the 2D layout and space layouts and get, you know, our, our concepts done very, very quickly in 2D. And then, you know, systems, uh, you know, like BricsCAD that are, that are converting over and, and they're giving you the ability to, you know, with a single click, they have a they have process called they they call it bimifying, right? Where basically you're taking your 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 two D design and you're converting that uh, via their built in AI into a three D BIM model. It it kind of identifies where are walls, where are windows, right? You can easily just kind of you know highlight a, a wall cavity and extrude it up to a set height, etc. All with a single mouse click. It makes it really really easy for you to convert over and and to be able to work in both three D and two D simultaneously using the same commands right? and, that, and I think that's important right like I said we spent decades at this point developing our CAD skills and really becoming proficient at you know getting that 2d work done and to completely throw those tools aside and have to learn from the ground up again an entirely new 3d system um, I don't think that's that's really feasible for most design houses right we just don't have the time the money to do that and I think that you know having a, a system where you can actually do both, right, within the same package, and that both you know 3D and 2D, you can still use all your basic you know offset and drafting and extend and copy, cut, trim, all of those basic commands, okay, um, all within the the, the same setup. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. And I mean, I'm Rocco, like I said, I know it's a little little repetitive. I did ask you a little bit, but I mean, do do you really see the market going? Uh, to a, a strictly 3D and particularly unlike the architectural design side, right, which is where, you know, the, those uh, BIM products are really making the biggest headway. Do you see the market going as fully 3D, 100% BIM? Is that, is that something that, that we're seeing today or is it something you think we'll see in the near future? No, I don't, I don't see that, Jim. I, I think it's, it's a process. It's uh, BIM is certainly growing within the, uh, the the market, but 2D is not going away. Whether it's large or small firms, they're they're still working in 2D. Yep, yep, and that that really kind of jives with my own thinking, right? <clears throat> Which is that you know, uh, long term, 2D CAD is still alive. It's active. It's growing. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's going to be with us for at least the next 50 years. Um, so. That's what I said, you know, for you you guys out there who are killing yourselves and knocking yourselves out, and you know, how do I get to the 3D BIM modeling? It is important. It is a place that you need to go. But I think it's very, very important to remember that you're not going to eliminate and replace 
your 2D CAD system with that. So your best answer is to go ahead and integrate those, having both a 2D and a 3D CAD system uh, that kind of coexist and you use them as appropriate depending on the size and the scope of your job and what it is you're trying to accomplish. Like I said 2D is ideal for getting out to the construction world and letting those guys actually build it whereas the 3D BIM information is ideal for the designers working with the owners, right, the CMs, right, and, and, and all of that back-end stuff. Both are vitally important. Both are real and, and, and needed by any design house. But don't let anybody tell you that one's going to replace the other, right? So I think that's a good place for us to leave it here today, Rocco. So uh, with that, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Rocco, say goodbye to everybody, Rocco. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for your time. All right, guys. You have been listening to The Cattle Call with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. We'll see you in our next episode. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.